Good Thursday morning, everybody. My name is Anthony Grossi. Let's jump right into the most important news and notes from in and around college athletics. Following a notable day for NCAA changes, Penn Athletic Director and Division I Council Chair Grace Calhoun saying, quote, The timing was right to contemplate these things. We've been moving toward more freedoms and flexibilities and a heightened focus on student-athletes' rights for many years now. We're a huge association. Change comes very slowly with big associations, and I think the deliberations around name, image, and likeness and transfers really highlighted how difficult it is because they're not easy issues to legislate. On the challenge of booster involvement in NIL legislation, quote, we are mindful of what that could potentially do to recruiting and booster involvement. The desired outcome is to ensure a level of fairness without setting ourselves up for abuse and unlevel playing fields. Oregon Athletic Director Rob Mullins on the progress around NIL, quote, One of the things I'm proud of in college athletics over the last five to seven years is we moved from a model where we legislate competitive equity to one where we legislate student-athlete support. Whether that's cost of attendance, now we basically provide unlimited meals, exceptional student-athlete insurance. There's so many things that we can do more people coming on an official visit with a student athlete so many things that we've done to support the student athlete i think name image and likeness in the right structure absolutely is the next step but getting that right structure so that there's no foul play in recruiting everybody keeps using the phrase guardrails if we put the right guardrails up to make sure there's no booster influence there's no recruiting influence there's a way to get there and i think that's kind of the next step in the student athlete support as you likely know by now, Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne and head football coach Nick Saban have tested positive for COVID-19. Byrne says he immediately isolated after receiving his positive test result and will remain home and follow all guidelines. Saban, who tested positive in the early afternoon, said they're going to use technology and do the best they can to keep everything as normal as possible. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey on Saturday night's Bama-Georgia showdown, quote, We're still moving forward. We have testing Thursday and results on Friday. I describe that as the hold your breath moments will continue forward. Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty calls the SEC's surge in COVID-19 cases a predictable result of pandemic football, concluding, quote, fact, without a bubble, there's trouble. As Alabama head football coach Nick Saban points to travel as a key factor in transmitting the virus, Forty contends, quote, the powers that be know that outbreaks directly related to games would shut down the season. There might not be evidence of it, but you wonder how hard they would even look for it or admit it if they found it. In return to action notes, Stephen F. Austin head football coach Colby Carthel has tested positive and will immediately start his quarantine process. Kansas Athletic Director Jeff Long says Jayhawks head football coach Les Miles is doing well, showing only minor symptoms. Arizona head football coach Kevin Sumlin is back on the practice field with his squad after finishing his quarantine. Nebraska track and field has shut down activities for the week after an outbreak. The parents of Pac-12 football student-athletes will be allowed at games this season as long as local protocols are cleared. Cincinnati head men's basketball coach John Brandon's recent video announcement that the Bearcats' annual crosstown shootout with Xavier will renew on December 6th brought a flamethrower to the backroom power struggle that had been waging between the two sides for weeks, according to the Athletics' Justin Williams. In the video, Brandon contends that UC brought four different options to the table to ensure the game would be played this season. Williams writing, quote, Wednesday's public distract from Brandon not only borrowed an iconic page from the book of Brandon's friend and former Xavier coach, Chris Mack, but it upped the ante between two head coaches still new in their respective tenures and added yet another vat of hostility to a matchup already swimming in it. The racial discrimination lawsuit brought by former Missouri track and field assistant coach Carl J. Lyles is set for trial on December 9th. He sued the UM System Board of Curators, head coach Brett Halter, and associate athletic director for compliance Mitzi Clayton in June of 2018. The lawsuit alleges that black student-athletes spoke with then-Missouri Athletic Director and current Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes about how Halter treated them and Lyles going so far as to allege bullying, but Rhodes left for Waco shortly thereafter. 
Then Interim Vice Chancellor for Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity, Kevin McDonald, now at Virginia, told the group to put together a packet for incoming athletic director, Jim Sterk. Lyle is currently an assistant coach at Mississippi State. And that is all for your D1T and 5 for Thursday morning, October 15th. We'd love to hear your feedback on the show. You can let us know by replying to your D1 Ticker email or messaging us on social media at D1 Ticker. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates and what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. If you are not currently subscribed to D1T and 5, be sure to subscribe wherever you may be listening. My name is Anthony Grossi, and we will see you this afternoon.